Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Hey, podcast lovers. My name is Haley, and I run the Doe Identify podcast. I have been passionate about helping the unidentified get their names back ever since I found out I lived within miles of where Sherry Ann Jarvis, formerly known as the Walker County Jane Doe, was found. In my podcast, I tell the stories and provide information about unidentified people in hopes of reaching their loved ones and getting their names back. So come join me and help me advocate for these people. You never know, you could recognize someone's story. Hello and welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Linga. And I'm your co-host, Aaron. Bad Axe is brought to you by the Podmoth Media Network. Check out Podmoth for more great podcasts. You can support the show and get three years of bonus episodes over at patreon.com backslash Pod. Additionally, you get ad-free episodes. There is a link in our show notes and membership start at just $1. You can also support the show for free by leaving us a positive review and by telling a friend about us. Today, we would like to wish everyone in the U.S. a lovely Thanksgiving. Yay! Yay. We're grateful for all of you, and I hope you're having a lovely day. And those of you who are not celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you're having an awesome day, too. And I hope the weather is nice where you are, because I feel like that kind of just makes the day. Absolutely. Makes the day perfect. Now, on to today's cases. Today, we thought it would be fun to do a roundup of crimes that all occurred on Thanksgiving so we wouldn't be bumming everyone out with really gruesome crimes. We're not trying to make light of the struggles that these people face, though. I just wanted to make that clear before we get started because even though some of these crimes are silly, well, not silly, they're chill crimes they're still bad crimes they're they're still crimes you know nobody wants a crime to happen okay let's dive into this we're gonna start in thanksgiving we're gonna start in wilkes bar pennsylvania on thanksgiving 2014 for a very ridiculous crime thanksgiving 2014 was on thursday november 27th that day benjamin smith was planning to eat a holiday meal with his girlfriend, 47-year-old Jacqueline Blake. The couple weren't having a big celebration that day. It was just going to be the two of them, but they still planned to eat a nice Thanksgiving dinner together. Benjamin and Jacqueline weren't exactly having the best holiday season so far, but they were going to relax and enjoy themselves. Jacqueline had been drinking a lot that morning, So, she was feeling a bit sloshed. As a result, she decided to sleep it off by taking a quick cat nap. So, Thanksgiving afternoon, she lays down for a nap. While she was sleeping, Benjamin started to feel like it was taking way too long for Thanksgiving dinner to get started. So, he decided that he would just start his Thanksgiving meal without her. Hmm. Yes, this was a big mistake 
because Jacqueline woke up and realized that Benjamin was eating Thanksgiving without her, and she lost her damn mind. Oh. She grabbed a knife from the kitchen and started chasing him around their dining room table. Oh my god. During the chase, she caught up with Benjamin and stabbed him once in the chest. Holy crap, that seems like a very intense reaction. Yeah, and I'm also going to just go out on a limb and say that I'm pretty sure she had not slept off all the alcohol. (laughs) Probably not. This doesn't feel like sober decisions. No. After she stabbed Benjamin, Jacqueline actually threw the knife at him. Which is ridiculous. That is pretty ridiculous. Like, I need you to have the mental image of a grown woman who's almost 50 years old stabbing someone but then throwing a knife at them. Yeah. What is that supposed to do? I have no idea. The knife did strike Benjamin just under his left eye, which left a small wound. But thankfully, she wasn't a trained knife thrower. So it did not, like, pierce him. Yeah, that's good. Fortunately, his chest wound was not fatal. So he was able to call 911 for help and authorities rushed to the scene. When they got there, Benjamin was holding a towel over his stab wound. But he was awake and he was able to tell police what happened to him. First responders rushed Benjamin to the hospital for treatment while police questioned Jacqueline. She readily confessed to the officers that she had, in fact, stabbed her boyfriend because he started Thanksgiving dinner without her. (laughs) Benjamin was briefly hospitalized, but he made a full recovery. Meanwhile, authorities charged Jacqueline with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, simple assault, reckless endangerment, and making terroristic threats. (laughs) I mean, I guess that's true, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... So, that is our first insane Thanksgiving crime. I personally found that case to be absolutely crazy. Yeah, that one was wild. I wish there was more information on it, but that's all I have for that. Yeah. But it was still worth it, I think. Absolutely. It's wild like a Thanksgiving turkey. Yes. Exactly. Except for, like, not too heavy to run away. Because I feel like that's how you get caught for Thanksgiving. That's true. All right. So, next case. We are going to Oregon, Wisconsin on Thanksgiving 2008 for a very Grinchy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving 2008 also took place on Thursday, November 27th. There was a moment where I thought all of these were accidentally going to be on November 27th. (laughs) And I almost lost it. Because, like, one of them is on the 28th, but I thought it was going to be the 27th at first. And I was like, oh my goodness, is that day cursed? But it's not, probably. Probably. I mean, it could be cursed. I don't know. You never know. All right, so here's what happened. That day, Lillian Moore decided to treat her daughter, Cindy, and her grandchildren to a lovely Thanksgiving meal by delivering it to her home. At the time, Cindy was raising her kids as a single mother And she'd also been out of work because of a disability. But, as we all know, the ingredients for a perfect Thanksgiving can be too much for a refrigerator to hold. And Cindy's refrigerator just wasn't big enough to hold all the food that she needed to put inside of it 
for Thanksgiving. So, mother and daughter devised a plan. They figured it would be best to leave the food in a cooler overnight. Wisconsin is one of the northernmost states in the U.S., so they weren't worried about it getting too hot if they put it outside. I have included a fun fact. You cannot do that in Houston. Yeah, that's true. For Thanksgiving especially, you would 100% get food poisoning. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's nowhere near cold enough Mm -hmm. for that in Houston. You would just die. Yeah, I mean, in Wisconsin, I imagine you can, but Houston, no way. Because when we've had the ice storms and the freezes that randomly happen, we've had to put food outside sometimes, especially if, like, power goes out and you just have to, like, put it in the ice. It definitely keeps it cold if there's ice outside, which there should be in Wisconsin. I looked at a map for this. Yeah. At a whole map. Yeah, I imagine it's like covered in ice. I don't know if that's really true or not, but that's what my mind goes to. Yes, we've now, in our minds, we've conjured up snow. Anyway, Lillian packed the cooler with half of a turkey, some potatoes, and a salad. Then she left it on Cindy's porch on Wednesday night, the day before Thanksgiving. The plan was for Cindy to retrieve it on Thursday morning to cook for Thanksgiving. But when Cindy went out onto the porch on Thursday morning, the cooler was gone. Uh Uh-oh. Someone had legit stolen the family's Thanksgiving food. Cindy was at a loss. She still wanted to have a Thanksgiving meal with her family, so she used money she'd set aside for her bills to buy another turkey. It's very sad, though, that someone would steal on a date when we're all trying to be thankful. That's true. Or at least we're saying we're going to be thankful. It doesn't always work out. That's true. For our next Grinchy Thanksgiving story, we're going to Salem, Alabama on Thanksgiving 2020. Nice. I did not know there was a Salem, Alabama. I was going to say, like, does every state have a Salem? I don't know. Does Texas have a Salem? I don't know. I just know that, like, Oregon has one. Uh, I think... Uh, Virginia has one. Massachusetts obviously has one. There is a Salem, Texas. Texas has one. Alabama has one. Yes. Salem is apparently like the most popular city name Mm -hmm. in the whole world. We all want to call it that. It's also called Old Salem. The Texas one. Okay, well. And it's near Tyler, it looks like. That's wild. All right, people, find out where your state's Salem is, and then, I guess, go there. Yeah. Do you think they all do Halloween stuff? No idea. I don't know. Maybe look up if your state has a has a Salem, and then let us know. You yes. Know? You can, like, tweet it at us or something. Apparently, like, we're going to be too lazy to Google all the states. Yeah, you can be like, I live in Colorado, and we have a Salem. Or you can be like, Salem, I live in Salem. Nebraska, and we don't have one. Or I don't, I don't know. Hopefully, Nebraska has one. Yeah. I feel like Nebraska feels like they would have a Salem. Probably, yeah. Okay. Well, this is Salem, Alabama, and it's Thanksgiving 2020, the world's worst Thanksgiving. Well, not the world's <laughs> worst Thanksgiving. It's but the worst one in recent memory. The worst modern Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because, you know, Thanksgiving wasn't always a holiday. I feel like that's the only reason why I don't have the energy to stop doing it is because... We didn't start having Thanksgiving. I know that Abraham Lincoln, when he was president, had a Thanksgiving. But I think they didn't make it like a yearly holiday until after that, too. So it's like, we haven't always had Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And then they just had to justify it, because it's a harvest holiday. Like, all the pagans had harvest holidays. And a lot of people get all butthurt whenever anything's pagan. 
So they had to justify why the United States needed a national holiday for this. And so they decided to tell the Pilgrim story. Yep. And that is why they're all linked together. Yep. She says, talking about Thanksgiving again. Thanks. Fun fact, this is off topic, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's the fun episode. I actually tried to replace Thanksgiving once because I didn't like it as a holiday. It was my least favorite holiday, and I used to be very against Thanksgiving. And I thought that I could make my own new holiday, and I called it Meta-Thanks. M-E-T-T-A-Thanks. And I did try to get people to celebrate it. Nobody would celebrate it. There was a lot of protest about Meta-Thanks. I would have celebrated it with you. Thank you. Meta-Thanks sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Metatron. That's not what it's about. <laughs> I know. But that's what it reminds me of in terms of a name. And honestly, it's a cool name. And so I think it's awesome. Thank you. Well, we're just going to do regular Thanksgiving like the people of Salem, Alabama. In 2020, Thanksgiving fell on Thursday, September 26th. It was a weird day for all of us because we were still in the height of the pandemic and no one quite knew what to do. I know a lot of people did small gatherings with people for the first time since going into lockdown. Aaron and I decided to stay home and do Thanksgiving together because Houston's infection rates were higher than a lot of areas because of population density and the fact that we are in Texas. We didn't do the best as a group with the stuff. Yeah, that's true. I was so afraid of getting my mom sick, which makes me sad to think about because that ended up not mattering. And also, we didn't want to get Aaron's parents sick, so it was just bad times, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, a lot of people were suddenly struggling with money during the pandemic because of job loss and working fewer hours. Or because they were just already struggling before all that. Which leads us to the events that occurred in Salem that year. The day before Thanksgiving, popular eatery Backwater Barbecue was cooking up some turkeys for Thanksgiving meals. The turkeys were all placed in the restaurant's smokers where they were cooking to perfection. Side note, this made me realize how much I wanted to eat smoked turkey. Just imagine it, everyone. Smoked turkey. Does sound good. Okay. These turkeys were not for sale, though. The family who owns Backwater Barbecue donates turkeys to veterans and first responders on Thanksgiving and Christmas so they can have a big, delicious meal. It's their way of giving back to the community. The food is prepared by Wayne Womack and Judy Kempf, who are the owners, and they were working very hard to make everything perfect on that Thanksgiving Eve. The turkeys were in the smoker and unobserved between the hours of 7 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. When the owner went to remove them, though, the turkeys were gone. Who would steal a Thanksgiving turkey? Someone stole 13 Thanksgiving turkeys from this barbecue smoker. Wow, that is ridiculous. That's a lot of fucking turkeys. It is, yeah. Who needs that many? I am also asking that question. I had a lot of questions about the turkeys. Like... How did you steal 13 turkeys? Like, they're in the smoke. They're hot, right? I'm assuming. Aren't they hot in a smoker? You'd think so. You would think so. So, like, you took out 13 hot turkeys. Where did you put them? Oh, you know, I guess they could have put them in, like, a cooler or something. You know, just to, like, because they're insulated. 
Yeah, I mean, that's true, but still, why? That's bananas. I was literally trying to figure out, like, it would be hard enough to steal one turkey. But to get 13 turkeys out and to try to put them in your car, I'm assuming. Yeah. You know what they could do? What? They could come with a with a shopping basket, like a uh, supermarket sweep. Uh-huh. Just, like, toss them in there, toss them in there. I guess. That makes more sense than a lot of the other scenarios that I've dreamed up about this turkey theft. I spent a long time trying to figure this out, y'all. I actually, I, this feels terrible, but I, there's a little part of me that was like, are we 100% sure there were turkeys to begin with? I'm not trying to be a hater. I just, like, can't figure out how one person stole 13 turkeys. Maybe it was, like, a family of people. There you go. Stealing turkeys. Could be. Maybe it was, like, an inside job. Like, someone who knew them and knew about the turkeys and came prepared for 13 turkeys. There had to be a cooler, right? That's probably what it was. Probably. I overlooked possible cooler. Because I was thinking, like, if you were going to steal a hot turkey, maybe you show up with, like, a turkey pan so you can steal your turkey and then be like, I don't know what you are talking about. I totally cooked this turkey. Right? But you get there and there's 13 of them. You can't put 13 turkeys in one turkey pan. That's true. But you could put 13 turkeys in a cooler. Theoretically. Hmm. All right. So, after this turkey theft... The owners did some interviews with WRBL News, which is their local news. And the owner of Backwater Barbecue said, quote, After I got through crying, I got angry. I got very angry. I'm a simple man. I live by a simple code. And part of that code is you take care of family. They stole from my family, unquote. Yeah. I mean, he's right. Mm-hmm. And also... Who steals turkeys on Thanksgiving? Yes. The Grinch. That's who. The whole Grinch. That's true. He would. Also, I loved the quote because it sounds like a movie. I live by a simple code. And part of that code is, you take care of family. They stole from my family. It sounds like a children's crime movie, you know? Yeah. Because it's like a turkey theft. And now he's going to go, like, fight for the turkeys. Yeah. It's like taken for kids. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, I have a special set of skills. And they are skills related to smoking turkeys and retrieving lost turkeys. And then feeding those turkeys to the community. Yeah. All right. So after this theft went public, the community rallied together to recreate the Thanksgiving meal And buy new turkeys to smoke. People donated money so that the business wouldn't have to buy the turkeys twice. In the end, it sounds like Thanksgiving was saved for Salem, Alabama. Good. I'm feeling really happy for the people that got the turkeys. Me too. And I still want to eat smoked turkey now. I don't even like turkey that much. But now I want to eat smoked turkey. Okay, so this next one is the most serious case. I kind of tucked it in here because it's like the most serious one. And just being real, I wanted to be able to be silly. And I can't be silly during this one. Yep. Okay, so our next crime is the, is the scary one. Well, it's not really scary. It's just sad. Okay, so this co- took place on Thanksgiving 2020. Same Thanksgiving. But this time, we're going to be in Chicago, Illinois. Technically, the incident we're discussing happened the next morning on Friday, the early morning hours of Friday. In 2020, 52-year-old Vincel Jackson was attending a Thanksgiving gathering at his girlfriend's home in the south side of Chicago. 28-year-old James Dixon also attended Thanksgiving that year. The dinner itself went pretty well. People ate, 
they drank, and they had a good time. Because they were drinking, though, people eventually got kind of drunk and tipsy. The event ran late, eventually running into Friday morning. Because they were celebrating for so long, a lot of people went back for second, third, and fourth helpings. This led to a bit of a problem when James Dixon went to get some leftovers. According to witnesses, he reached into the platter with his bare hands, grabbed some food, and ate it. Uh Uh-oh. So the problem here is that he used his bare hands, which I totally get why people were mad, but I kind of feel like it depends on what he did before then. Because if I'm being honest, I have 100% picked up like turkey and stuff with my bare hands. Yeah, sure. Who doesn't? Especially like once it's cut up, you know, and it's just like on a plate. I have definitely walked by and like grabbed a piece and eaten it. But my hands are also clean because I have a hand washing problem. I don't know if we've talked about this before. But I wash my hands way too much. It's a huge problem in my life that makes me have hand eczema. So my hands are usually very clean because I I have to wash them. It's it's essential. I will I can't like relax if my hands feel dirty. No, of course. So as a result, this caused some drama because the host was really upset about James Dixon using his bare hands to eat this food. And because of that, her boyfriend, Vincel, was also extremely upset. I'm wondering if he just, like, did it in a gross way, you know? Yeah, it could be. Like, if he just grabbed a handful of dressing, then maybe I could understand why she was being so mad. Because, like, obviously you don't want someone to just put their whole hand or, like, the cranberry sauce. Plus, that would get everywhere. That's true, it would. It seems kind of weird, though. Who would put their whole hand in cranberry sauce? Somebody who is very drunk. Do you know what would be funny? What's that? Okay, so this is just an idea, and I don't know if we're going to do it, because it's kind of crazy. But I feel like, you know how they have those pie-eating contests where like people just put their whole face in a pie? Yep. Okay, well, I don't like that idea. But what if it was cranberry sauce? That's kind of gross. Is it? Are you sure? Yeah. That sounds fun to me. I mean... Is it just because you don't want cranberry sauce, or is it because you don't want to get cranberry sauce all over you? I don't want to get cranberry sauce all over me. Okay. (laughs) Preferences are being stated here, people. What about that, the sweet potato casserole stuff with the marshmallows on it? There's no Thanksgiving food that I want all over my face. (laughs) He just cuts to the chase. Is there any food you want all over your face? Like, just none of them? Okay, so apparently none of them. Okay, all right. So, according to Vincel and the party host, they thought James was being totally gross and was compromising the cleanliness of the leftovers, and this led to major conflict. This conflict escalated, partially, in my opinion, due to the fact that they all had alcohol, and that tends to make people get a little more mad than maybe they would get mad otherwise. Eventually, Vincel and his girlfriend decided to give James the old stanky boot in the words of Jeremy Jam from Parks and Recreation. That's right. As Vincel was escorting James from the house, though, he turned on him. James specifically turned on Vincel and sucker punched him. Uh-oh. On Thanksgiving, kind of still. Yeah, that's messed up. Vincel responded in kind, and the two men started fighting. By the time they got out onto the porch... The men were full-on brawling. According to a witness, 
as they were spilling out onto the porch fighting, Vincel asked, quote, what are you reaching for, unquote. During the fight, James pulled out a knife and started stabbing Vincel. In total, James stabbed Vincel at least nine times. Wow, that's so many. I know, right over Thanksgiving leftovers. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He had wounds on his forehead, nose, arms, hands, and leg. Reeling from the wounds, Vincel leaned on the porch banister for support. And as Vincel bled out on the porch, James ran off. Witnesses called 911 for help, and first responders rushed Vincel to the hospital. Unfortunately, he died from his stab wounds. Again, this was a fight over Thanksgiving leftovers. Wow, that's so sad. I know. You know what they don't have in jail, I'm assuming? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Or they probably have some shitty-ass garbage version. Yeah, probably. I know. I Like, whenever we watch Love After Lockup, I think that one of the things that stands out is just how they talk about how gross the prison food is. Yeah. Except for then they have all the ramen noodle ideas. Yeah. And some people make wine in their toilet, which is gross, but they do it. Yeah. But I guess if I had a choice between no wine or toilet wine... Is it bad that I would drink the toilet wine, probably? No. How clean is the toilet? I don't know. Does it still have the pee in it? Is it like a bag? They put it in a bag, maybe? I have a lot of toilet wine-related questions now. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I'm just going to try not to go to jail. That's my goal in life. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. I used to think that I was, like, solid on it because I don't commit crimes. But then a lot of times we do cases where people get, like wrongly convicted or whatever yeah and then that sucks because they didn't even do any crimes and still went to jail anyway later that day police caught up to james dixon and arrested him at a hospital where he had gone to try to get treatment for a cut on his hand that he got from stabbing vincel (laughs) and i'm sure most of the people that say know this but whenever people stab other people it's common for your hand to slide in the blood because as you're stabbing, the knife gets blood on it and that makes it slippery. And so this wound was consistent with one that you would receive from stabbing someone when your hand slides down onto the blade off of the, the handle. Yeah. At the time of his arrest, he also had the blood-covered knife on him. Dang, he didn't even get rid of it? No, wow. apparently. That's not a good plan. That's the dumbest part of all of this, in yeah. a way. Actually, sorry, the stabbing is, but yeah. you know what I mean. Aside from the stabbing, this is the dumbest part. That's dumber than even putting your hand in the leftovers. Oh, yeah. James Dixon tried to tell police that Vincel Jackson stabbed him first and that the hand wound was the example because that's the only wound he had. He didn't have any other stab wounds. So he was like, see, look, I have this wound. But police pointed out that he waited eight hours to get treatment and that the cut, again, was consistent with slicing your hand on a knife while you were stabbing someone. Authorities charged James with first-degree murder and his defense attorney announced that he would be pleading self-defense. The court gave him a $350,000 bond. And, again, this was all over Thanksgiving leftovers. That's ridiculous. I know. That was my saddest one because someone died in it. And I hope that his family isn't sad. But, I mean, they are. So Of course they are. Yeah, they this is me be. saying stupid shit. Also, now Thanksgiving is ruined for all of them. But I hope that 
that James has fun not having Thanksgiving in jail. So there you go. All right, so we have a final case now. We only have five today, but I mean, come on, it's five cases. They're all short, but that's because they're like kind of a blip, like bloop, bloop. For this final case, we are going to Bridgeport, Connecticut on Thanksgiving 2013. That year, Thanksgiving fell on Thursday, November 28th. On Thanksgiving night, Jimmy Mullins was walking from his home to a friend's house with a packed Thanksgiving meal in tow. He had turkey. He had sides. He had more sides. And he intended to eat this meal with his friend. But as Jimmy neared this home, two masked men approached him. As they held a gun to his back, the two attackers demanded that Jimmy hand over his wallet and Once they saw that he had food, they demanded that he hand over his Thanksgiving dinner. The masked men took $97 from Jimmy's wallet, and they also took the Thanksgiving meal. Jimmy called 911 to report this robbery and told the dispatcher that he was just robbed at gunpoint and was trying to tell them where it happened. At first, the dispatcher, Denny Vieira, thought that this call was a joke because he was claiming in part that he was st- he had his meal stolen and she's like what do you mean someone stole thanksgiving like this is not <laughs> the grinch yeah for real. but as it continued she realized that jimmy was serious that he literally had been robbed and in addition to his money they took his food so she shared these unfortunate circumstances with local police officers and they decided to help save thanksgiving yay yay So, they collected money at the police station and were able to gather up $25 from people who were contributing, and they used that to buy two turkey dinners from Boston Market for the men to enjoy. The two friends were ecstatic to have the meals, and everyone in the community got warm fuzzies because Thanksgiving was saved. That's really nice. I was really surprised about how many people steal thanksgiving dinners yeah apparently a lot i know like don't do that yeah for real ask yourself should i steal this turkey and then say nah yeah if you're gonna steal thanksgiving you should only steal from big corporations so like if you're stealing a turkey from walmart go get it except for don't because i'm not endorsing crimes (laughs) that is not right don't ever do that don't don't steal your turkeys and I don't want to get in trouble, you guys. Don't do it. Um, but if you were going to do it, which you shouldn't, definitely do it from big corporations. Like, they are assholes at the top. You know, like, the employees are nice. Don't, don't like, screw them over. But, like, they're making a big profit. Like, don't steal from some guy who owns a barbecue business. He ha- barely has a profit margin. Restaurants do not turn a profit very easily. Like, you got to really work hard on this. And food costs are up. Definitely steal from corporations. Except for don't, don't steal... Because that's bad, but but if you see, see someone stealing food, no, you didn't. And also, I don't endorse that. But also, I'm just saying. I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> Aaron's laughing at me. The food bank might have stuff. I don't know. Go to the food bank. And then if they don't have stuff, then, well, maybe those grocery stores shouldn't have hoarded all those groceries. Just make sure it's not owned by a small family. <laughs> what? Sorry, Aaron's... <laughs> 
Robin's laughing at me. Danielle's Robin Hooding it up over here. I'm not doing anything. I am not committing any crimes, and I don't think anyone else should commit any crimes. But also, it's not my business. So I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just I'm just trying to give helpful tips for this holiday season. Also, I think if you act really sad, people will invite you to their Thanksgiving sometimes. There's a lot of ways to get Thanksgiving food. I'm not entirely convinced that you couldn't get a free Thanksgiving meal if you just posted on Facebook that you didn't have Thanksgiving. You probably could. So, also, tips. There's no shame in in getting you some turkeys. Or whatever you're going to eat. Gumbo is really good. I'm going to be able to eat... Aaron's mother is making us gluten-free gumbo this week, and I'm so fucking happy. I love gumbo. It's one of my favorite foods. As some of you know from me talking about it randomly on the podcast, I grew up on the border of, like, Texas and Louisiana. So, like, I grew up eating gumbo, the good kind, not the fake bullshitty kind. Like, legit gumbo from Louisiana. And I miss it because I can't have gluten. I haven't had it in a while. So, I'm super jazzed. I'm going to eat so much gumbo, y'all. All right, peeps. We love you. We have to go because we are actually late for getting our stuff together to be at the Thanksgiving location. So we will see you very soon. That's a lie. We're going to talk to you very soon. Have a happy day. Be awesome. We're grateful. You're awesome. Bye-bye. Bye.